Hey, friends. Uh, so the drug chat went a little bit long. This is Brandon, by the way, uh, of chatting with friends. No leaf right now. Um, drugs chat went a little bit long with our friend Dave. So I made this into two episodes so that you're not listening to four hours of us talking. You're welcome. This one's more about uh, kind of the mind and other things that we kind of consider to be drugs or at least the same kind of effect that drugs have. So, thanks for listening. Here you go. drugs because it's all just changes your chemical imbalance inside and like makes you mentally change that i think that Mm -hmm. your mind and your body is so much more powerful than we even understand that it can drastically change you to that Mm -hmm. point like it gives you dopamines right like your mind releases dopamines which bring you up when you're yeah. in a good mood and it's like yeah. there's so many things I think it's such a wild natural drug like and you mentioned music earlier and I think music is a drug in its own sense as well or like well, film just vibration, or vibration, right at the end of the day it's just vibration yeah, that's but, all it is yeah. like I know when I'm and I feel like it kind of goes hand in hand when I'm in a shitty mood I tend to want to listen to shitty music but it puts me in a shittier mood but if I like if I'm in a good mood I want to listen to up music right like music that's going to make me feel good and I feel like you can control that too most people if they were in a shitty mood and they put on good music like happy uppity music it might bring them out of it yeah yeah right? so like yeah, that's a drug to me like in my mind well, the explanation of it that's happening at the moment right if it's influencing your emotion yeah it's, it's counteracting something else that's happening yeah I would say it'd be a really cool experience to eliminate all the things that don't create a high mm-hmm. and I don't mean like substances I just mean anything that you do well that's why the deprivation tanks and everything seem so yeah enticing because they seem purely like you with purely yourself like you hearing your heartbeat well that's your blood mean, pulsing through your veins think like, of the amount of you. it's wild think of the amount of people you know that eat perfect I mean absolutely healthy everything yeah, yeah. That they eat is natural yeah. um, exercise all the time maybe they meditate maybe they do yoga maybe they do all, like they listen to music daily um they're doing recreational drugs for the right reasons mm-hmm. um how many people do you know like that i don't think i know anyone no i that's a made-up person that you just talked about it's because like how in the fuck like could someone possibly swim that's a, all of those that's things? a wild person because like everything like it, they couldn't have a job like because any job brings down your mood right mm-hmm. like on a, and like time restraint of things like it would need to be like i'm getting to do this because of everything else yeah well there's some of the people that aren't doing it as a job right they're doing whatever they do as purely yeah like yeah that's their passion right but imagine finding something that allows you to do what you wanted to 
while also simultaneously doing everything else, like covering everything else. Yeah, yeah. That's my biggest thing with it is like time, time restraint. Like you, I find like I don't have enough time. I like playing hockey. I like doing this or that, but I don't have enough time in a week to do it every day or do something that will make me that good every day because I have to go to work. And even if I like, I enjoy my jobs, and I. I go to them and I do them and the making the financial aspect of it is obviously beneficial and that's a positive. But at the same time, it takes away from my time to do other things that I don't know if I would start feeling more positive about things. Yeah. Doing it, sure. right? Think like, about this, right? Like imagine like we would be able to do this way more often that's what if I mean. we had more time. Yeah, I would love to right? just do this. If this was my job, then yeah. that's amazing because then this is my time which my job is taking up exactly and then all the other time that i'm not doing this yeah i get to do other things like play hockey or like watch a movie or do this or that right like i get to do things that i know will put me in a positive mood that are good highs but because of the time restraint of like oh i have to work and then work and then i have to do this and i have to do this yeah there's not that oh, i get to do that like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm, I'm going to do this because I want to do it. It's like, oh, I kind of have to because of that or this. Yeah. Well, going back to what you said about like your body being more, I think we kind of view our body as more of like a, like either the engine or the result. Um, but it, most times it's usually the engine. Like we see a release in dopamine must make me feel better, right? It's not me doing this that released the dopamine. Right? It's not. It's our body as a reaction that we're seeing that's making us feel better mm-hmm. instead of maybe that's just the result of us feeling better. Yeah. It's not the cause of it. It's yeah, just the result. Yeah, exactly. That's tough, right? Like, yeah, that seems synthetic at that point if you want to peer, view it from that perspective, yeah. right? That, oh, yeah, we just got to up dopamine. Yeah. So what if you just put it in there? Will that make you will just cure? No, there, there's a root cause. Most Well, most likely there is at least. Yeah. So I had this conversation with a buddy one time about the thought process of if mentally, because of all these chemical imbalances and things that throw you off in the mind, like because I think the mind is so much more powerful than anyone can possibly think. If you just tried to like utilize your mind more, is that capable one? And two, is it if it is capable, are you able to fix things like an anxiety or a phobia or a mental illness or something like that that is a mental and like chemical imbalance that way because your mind, you have control of it at that point and then you just go, no longer. Well, well, like, you correct do. this. Well, you do. Like, you totally could. That doesn't mean it's not difficult, though. Well, I would say two schools of thought. First school of thought is... I don't necessarily think my brain is the driving force in everything. Um, there's a, a, I guess, a corporation called the Heart Math Institute, and they deal a lot with. For a second, I thought you were going to say there's a corporation that controls us all. And I'm like, no, oh my God. There's a, I don't know, I don't know if it's like a foundation, but they're called the Heart Math Institute, and they study exclusively hearts and yeah. how. Like we don't know a whole lot about the heart, um, but the heart transmits more information to the brain than the brain transmits to the heart. Same thing uh, for the gut. Same thing with the gut. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, which is why when people talk about gut health, like it's becoming more and more prevalent of like why they're talking about it. Yeah. Because it affects um, directly and like impacts how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other thing they found was that your heart can sort of predict the future. Um, they did a study where they would put oh, you in yeah, front of yeah. a computer and they would put images in either a good image that would resonate with you. It would be cats or dogs or babies or whatever good things that you look at. Um, and then it would flash images of negative things and it would just randomize these things. And then they found more often than not, your heart would react before a negative image before it ever happened. Right. So your heart, they would, they would see the spike in your heart and then a, a negative image would come up and that happened more often than it didn't. So they found that your heart has some type of not necessarily like reactionary. It's like the opposite. Like premonition. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Was, yeah. Um, that's so that's that's the first school of thought is that your your heart has a lot to do with how you feel and how you interact with the world. Um, but then the other thing is there was a book that I read a couple years ago uh, a couple years ago called Moonwalking with Einstein, and it was about this just average dude, average intelligence, like not an intellectual person by like a academic standard. Um, and he decided to train his brain for the brain Olympics or like the memory Olympics, something along those lines where he it basically it's a contest to see how many cards playing cards that you can memorize in a row. And the record is hundreds. It's ridiculous. Really? Yeah. People memorize entire books. It, like it's, it's crazy. Um, and what he does to do it is he creates what's called, um, Oh, I can't remember the word for it. It's a mental, let's go with room, but it's like a mental like landscape. So he says the easiest one to start with is he's just built up all of these mental um, landscapes, but he said the easiest one to start with is the most familiar room in your house. And it doesn't have to be the house you're in right now. It could be the house that you grew up in for 15, yeah, 20 years, whatever. Yep. But he said, pick the room that you're most familiar with in, in your entire life. And he said, I'm going to give you a grocery list because it's the easiest thing. It's like a fairly, um, like you can quantify the value. And he said, what we're going to do is we're going to walk around your room and I'm going to give you a value of something and you're going to place it in that room and you're going to picture the color of it. You're going to picture the size of it, whether you have to picture it larger than life to kind of resonate and stick in your head. Um, but you're going to place it in that area and you're going to focus on that, that area for a couple seconds. Think about it. Remember it. And then I'm going to give you the next item and there's gonna be five bottles of wine and you're gonna put five bottles of wine on the pillow of your bed. And you're gonna think about the shape of that bottle. You're going to say, okay, well, wine bottles are heavy. When I put my head on the pillow, I can see the sinking of the pillow against the heavy, like the weight of my head, also the weight of the wine bottles. Okay, and then we're gonna move on. And he goes through a laundry list, a grocery list of things, and he has you walk through it and you remember everything. And it's crazy because all you're doing is memorizing your room, which you already know. It's the most familiar room in your house. Yeah. And all you have to do is picture those things that you would place there. Mm-hmm. But it's so easy because you you don't have to remember the room. You know yep. the room. Yep. So all you have to do is remember where you place those things. The same way if you put your watch down somewhere, yep. all you have to do is remember where you put your watch. Yeah. You don't have to remember like what the room looked like yeah. or how to get to the room. You yeah. already know the room. For sure. So that's what people will do is create all these like mental... There's a There's a term for it. I can't remember what he calls it. Um, but yeah, all you have to do is just 
create more and more of these these like spaces and you can remember anything yeah yeah no memory is a different yeah sorry it's an interesting thing because i I remember seeing this picture a while ago it was like i guess more of a meme but it was like the this guy's girlfriend texted him and was like hey do do we have any paper clips in the house right and he was like yeah yeah just uh, go to my room it's underneath the uh the leg of the cabinet She's like, what do you, what yeah, do you, what do you mean? I saw that. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, yeah, it's just could go up. And she like takes a picture. There's one paper clip underneath like the leg of a cabinet there. And he just remember that tiny detail. And as soon as she was like, yeah, do we have paper clips? He's like, I don't think so. But I remember that, that, that one's there. Yeah. There's no reason to remember that, but because it's in the familiarity of your own room. Yeah. And it's the same thing too. Like You've how seen it people, there so many times. If you have to study something repetitive, you'll put it into a song and it becomes easier to remember. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it makes you start to question if we're learning the way that we should, like the most efficient way to learn. Yeah, to like well, retain information. I've always memorized long numbers by way of, because I know numbers of athletes. Yeah. So yeah, like literally, like I've had it as a kid, I don't have it right now because I haven't gone through it and done it, but I would be able to. <clears throat> if I had to memorize my credit card number, like my debit card number my different hockey players yeah uh, hockey players numbers. football players yep. numbers just like combined and i know i think of it as the players not as the numbers right the numbers like by themselves aren't familiar yeah i don't think of it as 87 97 i would immediately just go okay it starts crosby mcdavid yeah. this that and that's my my memory that's because i'm so familiar with and especially growing up i was so familiar with players and athletes i'm so enthralled by uh, by sport and I was so knowledgeable about it and I had such a memory for that mm-hmm. and a familiarity to it of like oh this is what I th- when I when someone says the number four immediately my mind goes Bobby Orr when someone says the number nine immediately Gordie Howe someone says 87 Crosby someone says 52 Ray Lewis like Why all these things yeah. so that's how I memorize numbers through that way well that's the same thing with the book the the idea is to find different ways to remember one thing because if if i know your name's brandon and brandon has a beard right bb if i see you with a beard this I know is an example to, right not is, my real name yeah. this is talking about someone else's name exactly and you don't even have a beard <laughs> yeah um no it's a goatee I, I thought i'd get in the mood i shaved it so that i look like your guy's drug dealer uh, right now, it's just like goatee, drugs, that sounds right. Yeah, Brian Cranston. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so the more things that you can associate with somebody's name, which is what the book says to do as you're meeting people, is some people will just repeat that person's name over and over again, but that doesn't create another pathway. It only creates that one pathway. So the only way that you can remember that person's name is them telling it to you. But if you create a pathway where I associate your name with B for beard, Every time I see you with a beard, it's going to trigger me to think, oh, his name's Brandon because he also has a beard. Would you say it's the same way? Like when I meet people out, like I'm really good with remembering names, especially even like even when I'm drinking and even when I'm. But I find when I'm doing that and I'm out at a bar and I'm drinking and I'm meeting people, very part of my like charm to like meeting people is like if a girl introduces herself and says, my name's Sarah, I always immediately go with an H or without is one then she goes oh wow like why is he asking me that so from a like kind of conversational standpoint it makes her immediately think he's different yeah but also 
then I just like to know. But do you think that's also some that's way? Also because later when I'm like, pathway. when I'm like, oh, what was her name again? Uh, Sarah with, an, with, o. with an H, yeah. with an H, right? Yeah. That's how I also can associate it. Or like, I'll be like, Dave, like, is it Dave or David? And like, everyone's always like, oh, thrown like off for a sec. But they're like, well, David, but I go by Dave. And that's another way, right? Like, it's just, is that the same kind of concept? Yeah, yeah. same concept. The thing is, it's not a pathway until you add two things to it. Yeah. Right? If you only have the preliminary thought and you leave it at that, it's not a pathway. It's just a speck in time, right? And that's what makes me, it's kind of funny when people say they don't have a really good memory. Mm-hmm. Because it, it seems like something so, like, it's all about discipline. It's all about training. It's all about doing things. Exactly. It's like so you that's can't a lot just, of the in your mind for sure. Yeah, and you can't yeah. just wake up one day and run a marathon. Like it takes mm-hmm. effort. It yeah. takes training to do it. I could do it. Maybe. I mean, An elite athlete like myself. Oh, like a marathon right now? Well, Tom Segura, right now. Yeah. Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer ran marathons. It's like, that's crazy. Yeah, like, and it, it's a weird thing. It's yeah, like, I've got a buddy who runs like, like does like triathlon stuff or marathon stuff. But he's not in amazing shape or anything. But it's, it's just like not developing dying. Developing his his body and his structure, his cardio, like everything inside that helps you with that, it's developing it to get familiar with that. Yeah, I think right? you like can if, convince yourself to feel normal in any situation. You can yeah. do a lot of things. Like if, if he got his body ready for a marathon in a way, but he wasn't like shredded or in good shape, like he still has a bit of a gut, and then he ran a marathon... And then the next day, I was like, oh, come out and play a full hour-long game of basketball with me. Mm-hmm. The, he might get drained from the basketball, but he might be walking away from the marathon like, yeah, you know, it was tiring, but it, it was rewarding. I'm good. I'm not I don't, not really that bad. <laughs> but then we play an hour of basketball, and his body's not designed for that type of activity. I think he would probably still be like, shit, I'm a bit more tired today. It's because of the marathon I ran yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that would kind of do it. Um, but no, it was the same thing you were saying uh, a couple days ago with the idea that you can push past being exhausted if you're playing hockey. Mm-hmm. So I think there's something in certain people that if you're running a marathon and you start to feel exhausted, some people will quit and some people will say, no, I can deal with this. Well, I that's can familiarize the, they say runners speak as past that's, that. That's yeah. like the runner's yeah. high, right? Like being, yeah. quote unquote, like I agree with you in the aspect of how anything I think it's just knowledge. Like, I think it's just learning. Not enough people want to learn. Yeah. But, that, you know, what? some people get consumed by it, for sure. What? Although, I don't know. It's kept going on and off. I couldn't tell which one they were. Um, it's just the ghost. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. I, I don't think enough people spend enough time thinking about these things. Mm-hmm. No. Like, we are the most bizarre thing in the entire world. Oh yeah, we're we're fucked. And like people, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, and people are just like, no, that's that's cool. I'm cool with that. I, like, I don't, really? I don't, I don't see how you could be like, really, like you don't want to delve deeper yeah. into that. Yeah, yeah, that's a weird thing. How it's like, like nobody wants to be like, why is it us in this position and not like elephants? Yeah, like, no, why I, are we not the elephants of the world to elephants? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I've heard the idea that we are the way that we are because we had to be in order to be what we are. You know yeah, I mean? I've heard that before. Yeah. Like, the only way we exist is if everything happened the way it did and we exist. And so it did. So it did. Exactly. So that's what I mean. The only way it exists is if it if it existed, and it did. So Clearly, everything happened. Here. Yeah, everything happened the way it needed to in order to get here. Exactly. So Sounds like, like a riddle. <laughs> well, it couldn't yeah. happen any other way because yeah. then it wouldn't be here. It just wouldn't happen right now. Yeah. 
But yeah, I think if more people spent time thinking about this stuff, and I don't necessarily think that most people don't. I just think maybe not everybody has an outlet for it. Yeah, 100%. And like, again, somewhat time like aspect of like, oh, I don't have time to sit down and chat with my buddies about this because I have kids and this and that and I got to do this and that. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But like, take, like, find it. You know that you have it somewhere. It doesn't yeah. have to be for two hours. It could be for five minutes. It could be for anything. Just do it at some point. Yeah. You know, I, it's also because I feel like knowledge is really accessible right now too, right? So I don't, I don't think people would realize... I don't know how to say it, but I guess somewhat the privilege behind it. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, anyone could get it. Well, it's special about it. Well, this is the thing that Dave and I were doing the other day at uh, at work and, like, on. And Dave's got me on it now. We're like, if I'm trying to remember something, I, I don't want to look at it. Like, I don't want to look yeah, it up. It gives you all time. And, and Dave was, like, adamant about it. Like, no, don't look it up. We'll like, you it have it somewhere. You know you do. And it's like, and I'm like, shit, that's an interesting way to just, like, go. Because I also usually won't look something up. I yeah, don't yeah, care yeah. that much. And the only time I will is if other people are arguing about it so much. And I'm like, I just want you to stop. Yeah. Like, this is the truth. But if I'm like, no, what is that? I'm now trying to be like, want to think back to it. And I don't think enough people do that well, What's your go-to? Like, when you have to try to remember something that you just can't conjure in the moment, what do you do? I just figured out what it was called. It's a memory palace. Oh, nice. That's, so, nice. That's a nice term. <laughs> anyway. That's uh, nice. Yeah. Um, no, I usually, if it's someone's name especially, I just start going through the alphabet and I start eliminating letters that I know it can't be. And yeah. then I get down to ones where I'm like, it has to be one of these two. And then I'll try and find things to associate with it. Mm -hmm. Like we were trying to remember the kid's name from Jumanji, like Robin Williams' character's name in the movie. Yeah. I think it always does help if you have someone else there with you. Yeah, where you can kind of bounce. Ideas well, it's also off. like you'll remember different aspects of the movie, which right. instantly will jog back the name. Right? You'll just keep talking about the movie and movie, and then like, oh right, I remember that time like Robin Williams said his name. You know, things like that too. I try to remember my last experience with it. Do you remember his name? No, I don't. Do you, do you remember remembering it at some point? No, that's the thing. Okay. Because, like, that's the hard so part. I don't know if I ever had it in Yeah. Like, I don't think I ever associate. Like, I never thought of it ever yeah. again. I always try to think of my last experience with whatever it is I'm trying to remember, too. Where I'm like, oh, what was that? Yeah. When did I last watch Jumanji? When? Yeah. Uh, that would have been, like, over a decade ago, maybe more. And then I'm, like, trying to think, like, okay, trying to just remember the film as a whole. I try to remember all these other things that I'm, like... And then, narrow, like you said, narrow it down, narrow it down, narrow it down. I have an issue with names, though, where it, of people that I meet, if I do forget it for some reason, if it's just kind of in passing and it's not a real introduction, it's like, oh, I'm Dave. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm doing other things. I'll remember the D. Mm -hmm. I'll remember, like, it was, it was something with a D. Yeah. I mean, Dave is such a common name that I would probably just be like, Dave. But if it was like a leaf, I'd be like, oh, it was an A. It was, uh, what was it? Like, and then I'll try and think, and I, just, I can't sometimes. I'm just, mm -hmm. It happened to me last week. I met someone about Shinny, and then I was like on the bench, met them. And then after, I was like, what is that person's name? Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, like, even though I, I say right now, I don't remember his character's name. If you said his name to me, I'd probably be like, oh, yeah. Me saying that instantly proves it was in my memory. 
that's the other thing. Like, I think that you know, I think certain people right. will be like, I think certain people will be like, oh yeah, I knew that because it's like an ego thing, and they're yeah. But I think a lot I mean, of genuinely, times, lots of times, you'll be like, oh, you I know did that know it's that. somewhere in there, but you're not either willing or capable of finding that way well, you have, in a like, short period of time. Yeah, like in my head, like maybe if we start talking about the movie, it'd be like it's her jogging memories, but I don't even know where to start. Literally, the only thing that B stands out to me, the only thing that I have no uh, idea. The only thing that I ever remember from that movie is uh, Kirsten Dunst is in it, and she like says his name in like such a whiny, like uh, like high pitched voice, and that's all I ever hear. And I just kept trying to like play that over and over and over in my head, and that's how I got to the name. Um, so the more you say yeah, that, with my, like, oh, well, also he got to it with my assistance, sort of, because he had said, "Oh," and I was like trying to remember. I'm like, I know that I know it somewhere in there, but. I don't yeah. remember it. And then he said, you said something like, I said, it's kind I of think a it's weird, like an A. You said like, it's kind of a weird name, like a old name or something. Yeah, right. Something and then like I that. started throwing it's old, B or a. Like I, then like I started throwing old names seen. out. I started throwing like older names out. I can't even remember what I said because after you said, no, it wasn't important anymore. You said and, Alec. Oh uh, no. Alan. I, you you it said really Alan. proper. Alan. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. It was Did I say Alec or no, I said Alexander or I said something else. Aaron, Aaron, or something Aaron. like that, and Aaron then because you, you said it's kind of like almost I was like, like it's proper kind of like Aaron. and British, yeah, and then I, like, I said Aaron, Aaron, and then he's like, it's like Aaron. Was See, no, watch. You guys like, just went Alan. through that, and instantly I was like, oh yeah, I do. Remember. So here's a weird thing too. Immediately after we had that conversation, we remembered it was Alan, and he's like, I think it's Alan, Alan, Alan's it. And then we checked, and we're like, we're right, awesome. Right after that, my mind went, what's the kid in Small Soldiers' name? Do you ever see Small Soldiers? Awesome movie. I was like, what's that kid's name? What's that kid's name? I'm like, shit. Uh, uh, Yeah, this is fun. Let me try and remember that (laughs) movie, that kid's name. Yeah. We didn't really go into trying to remember it. We just started talking about Small Soldiers a little bit and then went off. And then we stumbled upon it at his head. I have the the VHS and I looked at the back and guess what the kid's, the character's name is. Wait, is it Alan? It is Alan. Holy shit. So that's that's how crazy my brain was like, my brain was like, Jumanji, that's an old movie. Oh, the kid's name's Alan. Hey, you know what else is named Alan? The character from Small Soldiers, also an old movie. That's wild. So basically you thought of this, you thought of Alan, and then somehow another Alan thing started here. But you didn't connect. But the you two didn't Alan's. connect there. You yeah, got, yeah, exactly. Connected up top. You, just, you, you came here, made a separate Allen point, came here. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's crazy. That's yeah. wild to me. Like after like the twenty twenty hindsight type thing. Thinking, yeah, like, that's, that's sweet. craziness. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. But Alan Parrish. Yeah, Alan. Par- I knew it. Yeah. 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 Especially maybe it is, maybe it is bearish. No, it's no, it's parish. It's it parish. Yeah, it's parish for sure. I feel confident. I'm like, oh shit! You I said know B, it. and I was like, maybe it is B. Uh, no, no. Well, I've been watching all of those, uh, all of the like Mandela effects. Yeah. Where it's, and it's like you just wonder if we're remembering it wrong. Who who knows? We could, right? Because like so many things that people are like, no, for sure. And I'm like, it was never that for me. So I don't know. Yeah. What's the fucking Bernstein one? Yeah. What 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 is that one again? Like what? Do what people most think? people remember is Berenstein. I don't remember that at all. But it's Berenstein. Bears? Like we're talking about the bears? Yeah, the yeah. Berenstein bears. But it's so it's Berenstein. the Berenstein bears. Yeah. Berenstein bears. Yes. But oh, sorry. Yeah, I, never, I never thought that. Berenstein. Yeah, I remember Steen. I remember Steen. Most yeah. like almost everybody does. Yeah. Berenstein. But bears? the people that made the book is like the last name's Berenstein. 
So it's like, why would you make a book Berenstein if your last name's Berenstein? Yeah. But so yeah, that's that's a that's a hard one for people to get over. Yeah, that one's fucked. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people remember like Sex in the City, where it's like I only ever remember Sex and the City. I remember Sex Sex in the City. In? Was, yeah, in the city for sure. Because I don't remember how long ago it was, but I remember reading an article. Isn't it Sex Ooh. and? It is and. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Sex and. Same. But a lot of people do mix up Sex in the City, and I'm like, no, that's a... I know, but phonetically they sound so similar. Exactly, so I don't know because if it's just the reason like... is also the emphasis on the letter. People yeah. just usually say mm. Yeah. Mm. And, right? yeah, right. So Sex it's like, in the City. Yeah. That's it. And so you're saying A-N-D, or you're just saying I-N? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going through all of those, and like how people remember things that just never existed. Yeah. Um, so it's either a massive example of how fragile our memory is, mm-hmm. or we really are skipping through dimensions. And yeah, who the fuck knows, though, right? Yeah. Who the fuck knows? Well, like, That's what? the other thing, like where it's like, oh, it was Berenstain Bears in another dimension, maybe, right? Like that's. Well, it's the same thing, too. Um, the Mr. Rogers, um, It's a Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood. Mm hmm. If you listen to that song now, it doesn't even sound right. Like the where the melody falls in it, it's not even on beat. Like it just sounds so off. Yeah. Um, that it just doesn't remind me of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. When you start to stumble on things that remind you of your childhood, and you're like, "Oh, that's for sure what it was." When it's so off, you're like, "How do I not remember something that was a huge part of my life?" Yeah. There's a lot of songs like that too, right? Where like lyrics of songs, where it's like. Oh, it's this, and they're just like misconstrued lyrics all the time. But everyone's so sure that it's this, yeah. And it's not that at all. It's something completely different. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. My life has changed. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know, that's a weird. Um, I gotta look more into that. I think. Yeah, I know the Mandela effect's pretty crazy. What? Um, so the mind is definitely the biggest, like the craziest drug of them all. Yeah. I'd agree, actually, yeah. Well, memory's huge, and that's why with everything coming out about Alzheimer's, and if your memory is, like, again, you'll find different studies, and if people can link (coughs) vaccines to autism, they can probably link Alzheimer's to preventative measures with brain games and other things like that. Um, But I've heard that a lot of cases of Alzheimer's are preventable. So yeah, it same, just requires same. creating new pathways constantly. Yeah, and also, well, preventable. Well, continuously using something, I think, will make it preventable. It's the same thing with physical. Exactly. I think, like, I think, like, yeah, if you think, yeah. if you just allowed your hips to stop being used, now, now there is a, a point of overusing. There's a balance. That's there's a balance, right? But it's yeah. I think it's like if you just allowed your hips to get comfortable with stop being used you will need hip replacements you will need like surgeries you will lose the feel you will lose the ability yeah right if you allow that but if you never allow that if you continuously play hockey even just once a week at till until you're 70 years old 80 years old like you're still that's why you see certain guys that are just like out there and you're like you're like wait you're 80 playing hockey yeah and they're like yeah yeah, I've just never stopped. Yeah, I used to love getting those customers every once in a while. I'd just be like, whoa, really? You're still playing? Yeah. That's wild. Well, the dude we played with on Friday, like his jersey either says like 1939 or 19... 19- 19, it's 1947. Okay. Because I kept like, looking fuck, at it. That's, that's old. so old. Yeah. Holy he's, smokes. He is... 
72 years old this year. And he's like, he's obviously not, but he's still alert out there. Like, he's aware. He makes smart decisions. He's still capable of skating. He probably wasn't the worst player on the ice. No, by a long shot. There was he at wasn't. least a couple. No, there was wasn't. A, yeah, no, there were, there were worse no, there players. No, there was at least a couple skater, like, players worse than him, for sure. Yeah. Like, maybe bottom five, but yeah. he... So you have to believe him just continuing to do it. Keeps them at a level that's yeah. more than respectable. At 72 it, years especially old. Especially at that age. And he's also wearing skates one. that don't fit him, so... Yeah. Like, you're using things that are not right. Like, your talent and, intelli- and like intellect of the game is allowing you to be that level imagine you were using things to benefit you that much more well that's where we circle back to drugs right like why would you expect if you're not going to do anything right with your diet with exercise with your your mental capacity on a day-to-day basis why do you expect drugs to fix everything else exactly and that that, that's where like drugs extends into medicine right like they're pretty much the same thing if you want to if you want to look at it like like it is so if you're going to take this pill, why would you expect that to... Like, people have the expectation that they're going to have this pill. It's going to fix their problem, right? If it does, there's got to be some drawback. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's got to take away from something else. Well, I think everything is balanced. I, I believe that yeah, yeah. wholeheartedly. I, that's one of the best jokes I've... And it's not even a joke. It's from Neil Brennan's stand-up, Three Mics. That's one of the best things I've ever heard anyone say. How he says, how he mentions, like, fell in love... It was as good as advertised. It was better. Like, it was amazing. It was the greatest feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. Right? And he's like, and then we broke up, and that was as the bad worst. as advertised. Yeah. That was yeah. maybe worse. Like, it was so bad. Mm-hmm. And then he says how, like, anything that good has to... It and I, and I added... I, yeah, I added, the like, contain the risk of being equally that bad. Well, yeah, anything good has a crazy risk. Anything crazy good has a crazy risk. It's the yeah. Libra and me just like balance everything. Are, are you? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super into it. <laughs> I'm not, but I just find it ironic that like I am the scale thing. Yeah. And I do believe full heartedly in that where I'm like, oh, everything does have balance and it needs to find balance and it's anything that good is that bad. And like, everything balances out regardless yeah. of if you want it to or not. Mm-hmm. Right? Doesn't need, it doesn't mean it'll happen right now. No. But it will at some point, and it will somewhere, right? Butterfly effect as well. Yeah, that's Everything's true. Everything's correlated, basically. Well, that's what I think is an interesting point with when you're talking about chemical imbalances. Um, it's weird to think that, like, the idea is if you have a headache and you take Tylenol and your headache goes away, mm-hmm. well, are headaches caused by lack of Tylenol? No, like, that yeah, seems ridiculous. Yeah, of course ridiculous. not. So, but if you believe that, you believe that you took this pill and it only affected that one thing. Right. It affected nothing else. Just just, brought, just that one up, thing yeah, no this, longer so have a headache. Yeah. So for you to believe that it only affected one aspect of your entire system, that is your body, there's no way. Right. Like, and think it, of how implausible that is. Yeah. And it's like, imagine every single pill that you had to take required you to drink three or four glasses of water. Yeah. And it's like, well, is that going to make me feel better because I drank when I, I'd been starving myself for, for days? Yeah. Or imagine you had to shower after immediately taking a pill because it would cause a skin irritation. Mm-hmm. But being in the shower for 15, 20 minutes also makes you feel better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's weird that people want one thing to fix everything. Yeah. Yeah. And people have found that, like, you can associate anything 
to elicit response though right yeah like if you find like tylenol fixes your headache it totally can right like there's no denying it can totally fix your headache if you have that tylenol every single time in your bathroom or every single time when you go to bed <coughs> you could just go to bed after a while without the tylenol your body's gonna elicit that response by itself yeah, yeah. right i think too it reminds me of like anything like associating things too yeah like if like the aspect of every time you hear this pen click in the office has a joke in one of the episodes where like jim every time he starts up his computer Computer, he he offers a, a mint to or whatever to uh Dwight, Dwight. Yeah. and I'm like, that's. I think I think that's true. Like, I, we do it with kids, we do it with dogs, we do it with like training things. That's how it works. The aspect yeah. of you hear that click, and I associate it with something else. So now, when you hear that click, mm-hmm. you want it, right? Think about now, if you're at a restaurant or or wherever, you hear something vibrate. Everyone's oh, everyone look. I I, I do it all the time. I hear. I will physically be holding my phone in my I hand, and, and like, I will hear a vibrate, and immediately I think like, it's my phone. Yeah. I'm like, what? And I look around while I'm holding it. Yeah, yeah. It's wild. Um, prescription drugs, you were talking a little bit, like Tylenol, not to that, but like, I mean, I'm... Like, there's so much worse than recreational drugs I think no well it depends on the drug but (laughs) yeah yeah, like not like Tylenol or like ibuprofen but like oxy oh man ibuprofen is is terrible for the body like that's that's been really yeah yeah it's brutal it's acetaminophen that's that's Tylenol yeah yeah equally as bad as ibuprofen because ibuprofen is Advil right but acetaminophen is Tylenol which yeah. they have the same kind of yeah, but like they they've I'm pretty sure I read something where um, the stress on the liver from ibuprofen is is totally comparable to what we consider to be really hard drugs. Well, that's why they say don't take a full bottle of it, right? Like it's like yeah, don't take more than two. Oh yeah, you'll be fine. That's why there's restrictions. It's yeah, like but, that's, don't. but think about it. like no, I mean some people still have ibuprofen pretty frequently, you know. Yeah, enough that it's like. But like if you if you open an ibuprofen bottle right now and just chug the whole thing, oh yeah yeah, <laughs> that's, well, that's too much. Well, that's one of the one things that uh, I remember hearing was that like there's a there's a documentary from the Bell Brothers and the Bell Brothers have done like three documentaries now. Um, Alexander and Graham. No. Hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But the one documentary they do is Prescription Thugs. And obviously it's a play on the word prescription drugs. And it's the idea that your doctor is there to push these certain things. Um, and that it, ke- it keeps people complacent and it keeps people dependent on, on these things. Um, but they start to talk about different avenues. And they also talk about how its response its response in the body can be more damning than not taking it at all so like ibuprofen just becomes a regular so you take it every single time but it's not it's doing more harm in the long run but it's an instant gratification that Mm -hmm. i no longer have a headache um but yeah prescription drugs are a tough pill to swallow (laughs) (laughs) that was bad um (laughs) I can't believe you went for it. 
That's good. Honestly, that's pretty good. Like I'm, I'm a pun. I'm a fan of puns. Oh, same, that's same. I'm not upset. I'm happy about. No, it. it's yeah. like it's so bad that it's good. I enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, I think I think prescription drugs are. I just find it weird that we're so okay with, essentially causing people to get addicted to prescription drugs. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like okay if you're addicted to not okay, okay, but like seen as acceptable, right? It's seen as acceptable or even like prescribed to you in that aspect of like, oh, just keep taking these painkillers. You'll be fine. But not like heroin or meth or like the fact that weed like marijuana was like no like the fact that the NFL say or NHL a, a player could go in with like all these nagging horrible body injuries and like just take these these oxys not just smoke this this weed and if they smoke that weed cuz they don't want to get addicted to painkillers guess what you're suspended yeah you're not getting your pay you're losing your job because you didn't take these highly addictive terrible for you drugs and instead you took this plant although i'm pretty sure the nhl is added weed to the acceptable one yep they have the nhl yeah the nfl is bad for weed yeah, nfl N- is but I, I yeah i did see that as well the nba NHL. also I don't, like those pro leagues there's a whole nother podcast to have about that the corruption and the like what they're looking for because there's so many things of like there's a lot of times if they were looking for it they could definitely find it oh yeah it's like when they're like the nfl i was just reading something the other day about weed and it's like the nfl is they have the same scheduled two drug tests a year at the exact same time every year and they're like it's not hard to do it through the entire season yeah and then just cut off for like a month but there's certain people that just do use it through that time or happen to use it and then get caught, right? But that's the thing that baffles me about prescription drugs. It's like, man, like, they're okay to just, like, be like, oh, you just broke your arm. You just, like, got a concussion, whatever. Okay, we're going to send you to this doctor who's going to be like, here's this highly addictive, terrible drug that will probably ruin your life, maybe kill you. Just keep taking that, get addicted to that, and take it for the rest of your life and ruin you instead of just yeah just smoke some weed man yeah well i mean i was actually i was just talking to dave about the like shack on the hot ones shack on hot ones have you seen it yeah i did i watched yeah it yeah so there's a part where he talks about being well he gets asked about being financially savvy <laughs> and um he mentioned like 75 percent of athletes i think he said five years after retirement are left with like no money mm-hmm <laughs> A lot of those guys, like I remember doing the research afterwards, a lot of those athletes are, are hooked on painkillers, right? Like, at least from contact sports. Yeah. Um, yeah, 100%. And it might not even be necessarily from a contact sport aspect of like how... No, 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 like how, basketball players too, right? Like, like that's what I mean. Like basketball, contact, basketball, yeah. baseball, not overly physical from a contact standpoint. Yeah, yeah. But hard on your body for sure yeah. right like hard on your knees as a basketball player pitchers hard on their arms like these chairs are hard on my back yeah they really Probably. are well we'll wrap up soon uh i do have one two questions things um before we do wrap up i want to know where you buy your drugs from <laughs> <laughs> say their full fourth name fourth party enters room um no i want to know like uh like, if you've ever had sex on drugs and what drugs and, like, how that affects it. Sex is great always. Well, yeah. 
and just how, like you said, like music is affected differently. Like how sex affected it. I assume you've had sex on drugs. I've never had sex on shrooms or salvia. <laughs> salvia is a little, <laughs> little fast. <laughs> you can have sex three times on salvia. What do you mean? Thirty seconds? You said this three times. Yeah, but it'll react to be pretty good too. <laughs> Thirty consecutive seconds. <laughs> Yeah, in all There's fairness, something incredible and also disappointing about that. In all fairness, you also don't know if you've ever had sex on Salvia. That's fair. <laughs> you, yeah, who knows? Seems like a real great time to just get taken advantage of there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, weed's the only one. But it definitely. And like, how has that affected the experience? I think it's I, the same way with food. I think it. It completely changes your experience in the way like, that you Do you mean feel. like when you're having sex and eating chicken wings? It's a great <laughs> time. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking a fried chicken and you're getting a blowjob. It's <laughs> the best time of my life. No, I mean God. that it changes the way that you perceive certain things. So um, when people are having sex, if some people carry certain insecurities, um, whether it's body conscious, whether it's performance anxiety, anything like that, weed naturally relaxes the way that you feel so it's like i would i think people would be hard pressed to find somebody that thinks their experience was worse on weed um yeah because it's something that requires like a ton of relaxation unless you're doing <laughs> like the olympics i don't um, know for certain but i'd imagine like soaking weed during sex for guys definitely would help with like for like a premature ejaculation yeah. right you, it just calms you down. Yeah. The reason you ejaculate early is because you're too tense too early, right? Yeah. If you're high, like, I doubt you're going to be super tense. Unless that's all you're focusing on. Yeah. Yeah. Helps hone in, which case, hone maybe in your three focus. Times 30 seconds. Hone, hone in your focus, and you're just like, oh, no. No, that's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> um, what about you? No, I've never done it. Not even, like, smoked and has sex? If I have, it's been on the come down, and I wouldn't count it. Saving yourself for marriage, good old Christian boy. What? <laughs> Said you're a good old Christian boy, saving yourself for marriage. Yeah, I don't know if we could say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I don't think I've ever had sex on like high. I, I feel like I must have. See, that's the thing. Like, I, I know I've like probably done it within like the time period of probably like two to three hours. I would say like the feeling of munchies. It's like 15 times that. Like the satisfaction you get from eating something when you're high. Yeah, it's like that satisfaction times yeah. 15. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And then. Sounds like bliss, yeah. And the, like with, with shrooms, like the feeling on shrooms is very um, like consciously aware of the things that you feel, whether it's like the things are moving, things are alive. Um, this is the momentum of things. It makes you very empathetic to other things. It makes you very sympathetic to things. And I think all of those things would add to like a sec to a sexual experience. Um, but like people say, you're not supposed to have sex on MDMA because it'll ruin what sex is without it. So I don't know if there's any truth in that. Yeah, I've heard that too. But the thought alone scares me. Yeah, that would ruin it. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially when you start to get into, like, erectile dysfunction and how it affects, like, 50% of men over 50. 
Yeah, and you have to you have to at some point make the correlation with other <laughs> right. There's things, no yeah. way it's all like oh just shitty food and being obese. There's no way that's yeah. All like yeah. you got to think you know porn could be a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, you're conditioning oh, yeah. yourself to be well, that's like, what, overly stimulated in order to get. You there. need the craziest shit to get stimulated. Well, it's right. one of those things like oh I can only I can only come when you're tickling my feet with the feather of a pigeon. It's because like, now everything's so accessible. No, We've seen everything where before. Well, yeah, you get to experience everything. Yeah, now. yeah. Um, so, yeah, before where people were like, oh, my God, this is a cool new experience because they'd never experienced it. They don't yeah. get to see someone else doing Think it. Think about anal, like how, how, how like common that is now. Yeah. It's like, yeah, people oh, usually yeah. just do anal. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> right? like eating ass. Like the jokes of eating yeah, that ass that, is so that, funny now. That how, joke like, is just not gonna. But stick it's not for even a a, it's not even a joke. Hey, like, well, that's the thing; it's not a joke anymore. That's what yeah. I mean. Like people just became like so accustomed. To, maybe people have always been eating ass. I don't know. No, I, I definitely either. think people eat it more now. But <laughs> like, yeah, people are just like, oh yeah, well, I don't know. Let's just try Especially it out. Especially girl and then on guys. Yeah, seems ridiculously high. Yeah, yeah, it definitely seems way more common now. I'm not about it. That's a whole other podcast again, but <laughs> different podcast. Yeah. yeah, different podcast. Um, I'll be there for the guys. before. I'm not going to be there for the yeah. after. <laughs> really, you don't want to be there for after sex? <laughs> what? Um, what's uh, no? What's but the- back to the point, though. I think <laughs> I think if you had sex on shrooms, it would be very conducive to it. So shrooms are we? So uh, I had a. Someone I know one time telling me about shrooms, doing shrooms, and they said, like, they've done them twice at this time. They were like, I've done them twice. One time was amazing. It was awesome. Blah, blah, blah. The other time I felt like I was walking up a wall for eight hours. Is that any sort of accuracy to it? I've never felt like that. I've never felt... Like, what do you visualize? I've, what do you experience that way? Oh, you're, you're very much aware of reality. So you're not... It's not disassociative in any sense. So you're aware of where you are. You're aware of who you're with. You're aware of everything that comes out of your mouth. It's very, very, like, right here. So I think shrooms are probably the easiest one to do if you had to do something else at the same time. Meaning, like, if you had a Thanksgiving dinner, I could easily do it high on shrooms. So you're yeah. telling me my my grandmother's 90th birthday... Coming you, up. Yes, you could do high on shrooms. Is Take long, some shrooms and go. Yes. Probably make it a hell of a lot more fun. I, I think some people could trip really hard, though. Yeah. So, like, again, everyone's different. But yeah. my experience with it is, at least everyone I've experienced it with, mm-hmm. is they're all very aware. They're not, like, time traveling where their eyes are closed and they're seizing on the ground. Like, they're all very aware of where yeah. they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you just become like an observer. You don't want to say too much, but you want to communicate what you're feeling to kind of have this reassurance that other people are feeling the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a very connected feeling. And yeah, I think it's one of the easier ones to go in and out of. Like if you're drunk, and I mean really drunk, and the cops show up, you can sober yourself up a little bit, but it's hard. Right? So if you have five or six beers and you're like, I'm feeling tipsy, as soon as those cops show up, you're sober. It's easy. Yeah. But if you're 15 beers or deep... If, or not, like cops don't even have to be that example either. I've had it where like just something happens and I'm like, I need to be an adult here. I need right. to sober. Right. And yeah. my mind tells me, hey... Step like, out of it. You're good. You're yeah. good. You're yeah. alert. Go do this. Whereas a minute earlier, I could have been like, eh, whatever. And then something happens and I'm like, 
oh, I need to be me. Yeah, exactly. Because it's still in there. Yeah. Just dig it out. But I find after 15 beers, it's a lot harder to do that. Yes. But it's not like it's impossible. It's not impossible. But But I find with shrooms, it's very easy. It's very easy when you're high on shrooms to come out. Yeah, definitely. Like even when we we did it and we really? were walking past us, yeah, it was just sort of like, "Whoa, you're 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 so high on shrooms!" Like you can't. And then someone sober walks past you, you and can't. you're just like, "Hey!" Like you can't. I have a hard time grasping what they're looking at. Right? Are they yeah. seeing like people on the ground? And you're like, "Why are these people on the ground?" Yeah. But it's just like whatever. Like I'm already high. Nothing I think of you or nothing you could think of me is going to change how high I am. So I'm just going to be high. Yeah. But it's a very, like, if you had to come out of it and someone's like, hey, uh, your car's being broken into. You'd go, but you just go get Then you car. would just go get your car. I feel like that's literally from a podcast that I was listening to today about something. I can't remember. Maybe we were just already talking about it. I don't know. I wasn't yeah, listening this, to it. This podcast. <laughs> um... The this is the radio. Question. This is the radio. Um, the other question. Okay. I was going to say, on that point, though, um, you watched The After Party. Yeah. And one of the lines in it that I found stuck with me was the idea that, um, I don't remember the exact line, but what he says is... Was it the line when he says, I want to fuck your sister? No. Because that's basically what that entire movie is about. A little bit. Um, mm-hmm. No, but... But it was good. <laughs> when he's standing on the car and he says how everyone thinks that he's this way but he knows he's not like he's he's on um like he talks about his life as like a tv show and he's on a different season right so he already sees his own potential he's on season six whereas you only see me on season two yeah yeah so it's like you watch the office and you're like oh michael scott in the first couple of seasons is kind of like annoying i can't really get like i don't really resonate with him and then by like season four or five, you're like, this guy's hilarious. Like I want him to be my best friend. And it's kind of that same idea where if you view your life as you're on season six and you already know where you're going or what you're doing or what you're comfortable with, then it doesn't really matter what other people perceive you as because they're not perceiving you on season six they They're perceiving you on season one. Yeah. Yep. I find that with a lot of things with like people where we're like Game of Thrones, say. Where it's like someone only watches like an episode or two, and I'm like, what, what? Like you're not even trying to experience it. Like if that's the case, it's like if someone was like, oh, I want to play hockey, and did one skate around the ice rink and went, no, oh, no, it's not for me. I'm like, you're not even attempting to really experience it. I'm like, exactly. watch a full first season at least. Watch, listen to a full album. I, I like, I'm a big like advocate of if a musician comes out with an album. Listen to the full album, was, front to back. I was waiting for the Game of Thrones Thrones album. I was like, what is this? No, oh. Game of Thrones, like, the season. Like, people will be like, oh, like, I only watch watched... the first season and listen to the album. Yeah. I was like, what? People will be like... You can say at that point, like, okay, I've watched the first season of Game of Thrones, and uh, I didn't really like it, but I haven't stuck around for the rest of it. You're allowed to say that. You can't be Game like, of Game Thrones, of Thrones sucks. Game of Thrones <laughs> is a weird one, too, where I'm like, that's such an... Im- and there's things like that where I'm like... Even all of season one isn't enough. Like, if someone was like, watch only season one of The Office, and then you don't have to ever watch it again, and then make up your mind about The Office, I would have been like, it wasn't as good as people said. Like, I don't... Because season one sucks. It's not very good. It's only six episodes. It was okay. There's episodes that are fine, but a lot of it, they haven't found themselves yet, right? There's a lot of explanation happening. 
same thing with Game of Thrones. Like season one, so informative, and yes, it's very good in certain ways and capturing in certain ways. But it's so much info that a lot of people have been like, "Yeah, I watched all of season one. I didn't like it." I'm like, just like start season two and then like get into it, and you'll you will be into it. Like you'll be me, where you'll watch season two and then three over like a couple months, and then all of a sudden you watch like four, five, six. Seven or whatever, however many seasons are out now. But I'm like, where you watch all of those in, I think they're going on eight, the final one. But I'm like, you'll watch three seasons in the span of like two weeks and binge watch it because all of a sudden you get hooked, right? Because yeah. you really gave it that opportunity and now you're like, oh, fuck, this is so good. And that happens with a lot. Of, and yes, if you've watched a certain amount of it and you're like, I just, I never really got into it. Well, I think there's something with exclusivity that also helps too. I'm just kind of drawn to exclusivity whereas like Game of Thrones Walking Dead all of these ones that have such a following to I don't feel a necessity to watch it yet mm-hmm. I'm like yeah, yeah, maybe at Game some point I'll watch it but like I want to wait for it to like not be popular I'm definitely which, like that with movies like especially I just when watched you find, Get Out literally two months ago but how good is it? It was pretty good. Oh, but Split, too. I, I enjoyed Split more than Get Out, I think. But I liked both a lot. Mm. But I really wanted to see them when they came out initially. Mm-hmm. And then I had this thing where I'm like, I just don't end up watching it. And then I'm like, two years later, I'm like, I gotta let this hype die a bit. Because I want to go into it almost forgetting how much I wanted to see it. Well, it goes and back how much into, people loved it. Yeah, it goes back into influence at that point, right? Because at, mm-hmm. at that point, you've only seen people's reviews or friends' reviews. Yeah. And like what they tell you to expect. And it's it's a totally different experience going watching that movie without any of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of movies like that, where I like the movies that nobody's ever seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that it's like a really generic. Obviously, people have seen them. Not um, even the editor. Right. No one's seen them. Yeah. It's uh, still one of my favorite jokes too. Fucking Ryan Reynolds in an interview or something, and then they say, I think it's like that insult one the BBC does. It was Josh Brolin and Ryan Reynolds, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. goes, and Josh Brolin's like, you were so bad, your acting was so bad in Green Lantern, he's like, I've never seen it. Ryan Reynolds says that, yeah. and then he's like, you you never saw it? And he goes, the editor never saw it. Yeah. I'm like, that's one of the funniest yeah. things I've ever yeah. heard in my life. Yeah. Still to this day, it's such a small thing, but I'm like, that's brilliant. I love the reaction to that one, too. It's just like, whoa, I didn't, whoa, damn. <laughs> yeah. Movies that you haven't seen, you are saying? Oh, yeah. It's just like those uh, types of movies? Well, one of the good ones, there's uh, one with Ethan Hawke, and I think it's called Before Sunrise. Right yeah, now. there's like a, it's like a trilogy or something. Yeah. There's like, there's like After Sunrise, Before Sunrise, or something else like that. Yeah, like After Midnight, Before Sunrise, something along those lines. Yeah, something like um, that. But that's one of like the best movies I've seen, and it's not about anything. Mm-hmm. That's a Richard Linklater Linklater movie is it? I don't know. I think it is because I think that's how they initially started working together, and then they did Boyhood together, which was that wild concept of a movie. It wasn't even that great. It wasn't even really about much. It was about a kid growing, but it was wild because it was like, oh, this is literally a kid growing. They started filming it yeah. when he was like six, and then filmed it to the point where he was now twenty. They yeah. filmed it over like, or eighteen, like a twelve-year span, and you're like, that's. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Those types of movies catch me. Anything different 
I like, but a lot of ones that don't get a lot of hype either, where I just come come across it. I'm yeah. just like. Well, I find the other thing too is like a really good soundtrack will make me watch a movie over and over again, even if I yeah. don't gain anything from it but the soundtrack. Um, there was a movie called, I think it was called The Invisible, about the kid that dies, and he starts communicating with the girl. It's dark. <laughs> I think it's called The Invisible, but it's got one of the best soundtracks. It's the same thing with Garden State. Like, if you've never heard Garden State soundtrack, that movie is wild. Um, and it's not about anything. Mm. Like, it's uh, Zach Braff and Natalie Portman, and they don't do anything. Like, it's just that the movie's not about anything, but it's got an amazing soundtrack, and it's just like a, a short clip in their lives. Hmm. Um, same thing with This Is Where I Leave You. You've seen Jason Bateman? Yep. Not really about much. No, but. it's a nice movie. Yeah, so, like, yeah. I would rewatch it again for sure. I have movies like that, too. Like, People Like Us with Chris Pine. Have you ever seen it? Like, that one a lot. I like the soundtrack. There's a song in it that I now have like an artist that I thoroughly listen to I have a bunch of albums on my phone like I like a lot because I heard a song on it for the first time in that movie and I went who is this and then I like searched it up Shazam bam right there and I'm like oh James Vincent McMorrow I want to learn more about James Vincent McMorrow and then I will re-watch that movie, which, again, isn't, like, about much. It's just about people and a scenario like that could be a real thing somewhere. And I'm like, this is interesting. I like those types of movies that don't really feel like there's anything to them. And they just, like, catch you. Like, Kodachrome on Netflix right now. I don't know if I've heard of that. Jason Sudeikis, uh, Ed Harris, Elizabeth Olsen. It's not really a about my, like there's a storyline to it and it's a nice like it's like kind of a drama type whatever like those movies almost as it's good it's not great but it's just something about that movie I could watch if I went home I could watch it right now and have no issues having it on did you ever watch uh, Three Billboards I have not yet yeah it's a good, your but that's actor. one I know that's one of those movies oh there's <coughs> also uh, something else I was gonna say there's a movie with Sam Rockwell about prescription drugs he plays like a pharmacist it's really good it's him and Olivia Wilde I can't remember the name of it right now but it's something drugs it's like something to do with drugs drugs <laughs> and I'm, I'm not focused on trying to remember three it right billboards now. is good I, three I need to watch it good, yeah. but that's one of those ones again where I'm like I wanted to see it really bad when it was coming out I love Sam Rockwell he's my favorite actor and then I was just like, it, it didn't happen. And then I'm like, I just, I need time. Well, you're missing every, like every single day you, you don't watch it, you're missing something. <laughs> so <laughs> much really pressure. <laughs> so much pressure. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those movies where you'll resonate with one or multiple characters and it'll change the way you feel the second that movie ends. It's excellent. Jeez. It's truly a fantastic movie. Yeah. yeah. I was so happy that he won... Supporting actor, literally Sorry. everyone in the movie is amazing. Is yeah, it's it's so well done. Every aspect of that movie, well, like it's hard it. to watch a movie and say, "Well, there are no weak actors in that entire thing." Louis, you should watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, apparently I'm watching this movie. Um, okay, let's let's we'll take a break up. and we just we'll play it right. Yeah, now. just play the full movie. <laughs> that's all. Thanks for listening, friends. Uh, that's it. That's all we got. Episode three in the books, The Mind and Other Drugs.
Yeah, I'm Brandon, chatting with friends. Bye. Things are weird. Life is weird. As a whole, I feel like I feel like and we is hit kind cliche. Of, yeah, <laughs> no, but things are weird. Bumper <laughs> sticker for sure. <laughs>